Hey, Abby. Well, yesterday was absolute chaos. Um, stage one was meant to be a 4.4 kilometre time trial. And, um, you know, we'd been set up in the town for three days before leading into it, done recon every day, super prepared, um, had beautiful sunny, sunny days in the lead up. And there was rain on the forecast, but for most of the days, but we never saw any rain. Um, so we we're pretty hopeful for race day, but yeah, unfortunately it absolutely poured down and um, there was thunder, lightning, hail, um, and a lot of the GC riders actually went off in the early parts of the race. So they were out there and a lot of people crashed, um, just the roads being so slippery and the course was only 4K, but quite technical um in some points and um yeah so at one point they postponed the the race um you know while it was sort of torrential rain there uh even the like manhole drain things were sort of being pushed up from the ground because there was just so much water on the road um I think teen cars you know were even you know yeah having crashes too um so yeah it was absolute chaos and um they restarted the race I think one or two riders went off and then they paused it again and then decided to cancel it so yeah teams are out there everyone's getting soaked swannies are absolutely drenched um you know all the way through people's shoes are just filthy wet everything out of control but for me, I never even left the hotel. So I was dry and cozy, um, but just sitting there, just waiting for my time to leave, um, getting really nervous about it because I really wanted to have a good day. Um, being such a short race is, you know, kind of up my alley. Um, but yeah, didn't have to leave. So I was all bicarbed up, as you do for a time trial, take some bicarb, get ready for a big effort <laughs> um, but then yeah put my skin suit on and then just took it straight off so um I yeah it was a really weird feeling like being so nervous for an event and then like having this big build up for it you know the days before um really prepared well for it mentally physically the recon and everything um had a race plan a nutrition strategy <laughs> and then you know yeah had sitting there ready to go with all these nerves and then just like nothing happened. There was no adrenaline release from actually going out there and racing. So I felt this like massive sort of, I don't know, like crash later in the day. I just completely hit the wall and I just went to bed so early last night. So I've been awake since five this morning. Um, and yeah, looking forward to stage what is it? I guess now is stage one today. Um, after the cancellation yesterday, no results count towards anything. Um, so yeah, GC starts again and um, looking forward to it. The voice you heard to bring you into this episode was Sarah Roy of the Canyon SRAM team. Thanks so much to Sarah for contributing. She gave us a little bit more information on the stage yesterday it sounds like it was even crazier than we thought it was after the day let's talk about stage two well i 
got the stage wrong. I was like, oh yeah, sprint. But that's because looking at the profile, the climb didn't really look super significant, but the Girodonna is going to Girodonna and I really should have known. Yeah. I mean, a climb is a climb. When Van Vluten sees a profile like that, I think she's, yeah, she just sees that that's an opportunity for her. And it also means I've, she probably wants the pink jersey from stage one and wants to keep it the whole way through to the finish. So, um, yeah, but I just looked and I, the climb was really twisty and also the descent was quite twisty as well. So, um, yeah. Looks like an exciting one out there. We don't actually know like exactly how things went down because the live coverage crapped out with on the final climb with about uh, 20k to go thanks to some thunderstorms going on in the area. So while it is the Giro, it's not technically the fault of the Giro. It's more the, the weather that was going on at the time. And they did, it looked like they did get rained on pretty hard at one point when there was still two riders up the road, including your teammate, Suzanne Anderson. In like an impeccable jersey, the Norwegian national champ jersey, so good. Yeah, but I mean, first road race after winning it last weekend, and it's it's pretty cool to have that jersey in the team. It's a Norwegian team, so they were all really happy. But yeah, I was just following it on Twitter, and I saw Susie was in the break, which I can see the thought behind that. It would have been good if there was a few more riders in the break, um, so she could have shared the workload a bit better. But yeah, I. It's a shame that she wasn't able to get over the climb before before the, the like the main climbers were caught her, but um there's not loads of stages like that in the Giro this year. There's not loads of opportunities for real GT battles and climbers to to get out there and show what they can do. So I think it's pretty much was gonna be like that just because they wanted to just make the most of it. As you said yesterday, first pink jersey to be handed out um after the stage was cancelled yesterday. With that in mind and it being Van Vluten's last season, it makes total sense that she would have gone after this climb the way that she did. And I think she followed a move by the two little Trek riders, Elise Longaborghini and um, Guy Riolini. Trek is coming into this race with a couple cards to play, and those two are definitely their their top contenders for the general classification. But Van Vluten ended up attacking the two of them, and it looks like Elisa actually got dropped from uh, her teammate Guy Riolini at one point because she was in a chasing group behind. And then we had Guy Riolini and Marta Cavalli chasing down Van Vluten, which was Awesome to see if you're fans of Marta Cavalli and her the last year that she's been through to see her up there in the mix for the general classification was really great. Um, and also, I think like Guy Riolini continues to be a super impressive rider at the moment, but also in the future. Yeah, I was really happy to see Marta Cavalli up there in the Pointiana racing again. It's been a pretty hard year for her, and I I know she's struggled a lot in the peloton this year. Um, so yeah, I was pretty I was happy to see that. But um, I think it's good, like Little Trek, they they have a few cars to play, especially in a stage like this today, because they have the climbers, but they also have Lizzie, who knows she's there, firstly, as a teammate, but stages like today, she's can climb a little bit better than Lorena, or she can climb better than Lorena, and she can still sprint pretty well out of a group that's just got over a 7k climb so yeah they had a few cars to play they if it went hard on the the climb then they could have Borghini there and Gaia but yeah it's pretty cool Lizzie like another awesome rider to see back in the peloton out for different reasons than Marta Cavalli but yeah like just love seeing her back Little Trek had a pretty decent day out there with two riders finishing in the top 10 and 
still in the conversation for the general classification. So let's hear from Loretta Hansen on how the team thinks they did. Hi, everyone. Uh, so today we had the first stage of the Giro Don after yesterday's false start. Um, and yeah, for most of us, we have a pre-race routine, which yesterday was thrown out of whack for a lot of riders. Like, uh, you know, you're warming up and then you're not and it's delayed. And then you've just had your caffeine just to find out that the race has been cancelled and you're back at the hotel doing openers before dinner. So for everyone, it was a little bit different. But today um, we had our start time. We, we knew that everything was going to go ahead as planned. So uh, I wanted to talk a, a little bit about each rider's ritual today. Um, yeah, like for me... Uh, I do my activation exercises, I have my caffeine, I or I have a coffee, then I get my race nutrition. You know, you, you go through your process that helps you get in the game and, and kind of find that mindset for racing. But but each rider is different. Like Lizzie, she's very relaxed on the bus, always one of the last to um, to get ready and like get her kit on and everything like that. Whereas... Elisa Longo Borghini and Gaia Raelini are, are always ready, ready to go early, like helmets on 40 minutes before the start. <laughs> you know, Eleanor, she, she always has her, her race day braid um, and a million pieces of tape on her, on her radio. Uh, Lisa Klein, she, she really likes to make her, make her own coffee. Um, and like everyone has their own ritual that sort of helps you stay calm, relaxed, get in the game, I guess. Um, and it just helps you, yeah, find, race at your best or, or keep that routine when you're constantly on the road, moving, changing, you know, we go from town to town, from hotel to hotel. And these, these race rituals, um, they're the constant that, that help you find, find your game face or, or whatever it is that makes you race best. And it's quite interesting to see, see how they all differ. Like I like to pin my numbers uh, while we're driving to the race, while others do it the night before, you know, everyone, some people even have their, their superstitions, you know, obviously there's turning number 13 upside down or, um, so <laughs> for me, it's almost a certain scrunchie. Like everyone has their little thing that, that keeps their, their mind calm, um, heading into race day. So yeah, today was, um, a pretty relaxed day, I guess, for, for stage one. Like we all knew that there was a big climb to finish. So it was mostly just about getting your climbers into the, the, the long climb uh, in the best position possible. And then for, for me as a domestique, letting them do the work. So um, yeah, we're, we're happy to, to have Gaia and Elisa both up there uh, in GC. And I think Elisa just off the podium and Gaia in the young rider. So um, yeah, a good, a good day for us. And uh, yeah, looking forward to more. I also feel like, Look, everyone is really hating on the little track kits, and I think they're not so bad. I think that they would have been better if the design on the back like wrapped all the way around the front. But I really just, I, you know, the hate out there on the internet is there's a lot of it. Oh, I I actually quite like it, but I I like it. I mean, there's so we've just got so many just standard kits that are just like boring. So I think it's good for for a kit to be that bright and colorful. And I mean. Each to their own, I guess. So in terms of the race, we had Van Vluten go over the top of the climb first with a just over half a minute on Guy Riolini and Marta Cavalli. And then behind them, just under a minute from, from Van Vluten was a group of chasers that included Longa Borghini, uh, Cecilio Trip Ludwig, Juliet Labou. And we had Gaia Riolini and Cavalli eventually be reeled back in by that group of chasers on the descent. And... 
Van Vluten ended up winning by 45 seconds over that group, which is a pretty big margin if there's not much climbing to come in the rest of the race. Yeah, it's pretty big. I'm not really sure um, where they can get that back from. It's it's hard to drop Van Vluten on any climb. Um, and she's pretty arrow as well. I, I did look at the weather that they had today, and it, it was a headwind, but it was only three kilometers of um, wind. So, yeah, they didn't really play a part in it. It was twisty as well. So generally, like when you're on your own doing a twisty descent to the finish, it's it is a little bit quicker because you can take the lines you want to take. Um, but yeah, first pink jersey. It's a, strange to hand the pink jersey out on technically the second day of the race. First pink jersey and <laughs> 100th UCI victory. That's pretty cool. And I mean, I, also she's got she has got a, a good team around her. Um, I mean, she hasn't always needed a team around her. To defend the jersey but she has got good good teammates there now like Fraudshire and just riders like that that can just ride the front for kilometers after kilometer so yeah so do you think good. the race is over then it's not over um I think it probably makes it a little bit more exciting because teams are going to have to come up with different ways to to catch her out and beat her so it's not over nothing's ever over until you cross that finish line for the final time but yeah, it's going to make for an exciting race. Speaking of exciting races and races being over early, SC Works had a shocker of a day. Not a single rider in that chasing group. Their first rider to finish was Neve Fisher Black, over two minutes, almost three minutes down, which is not not something I think we would have expected from Neve. She's won the best young rider classification at this race multiple times and was coming in as their leader with Demi Bollering waiting for the tour. So a pretty interesting situation for them to be in. I think at this point, there's a sprint stage coming up on stage three. It is actually going to be a sprint stage unless it's a breakaway day. But I think that with a rider like Lorena Weebus in the Peloton and with SC Works having really no skin in the game in the GC anymore, that they will turn their attention to bringing that, their surefire win to the line ahead of anybody else. Yeah, I mean, it's nice for them to let other teams win. <laughs> But um, I was expecting, I mean, Neve Fisher-Black, she's just come off a stage win at the, in sta the final stage at Swiss. So I was a little bit surprised that she wasn't in that chasing group. Yeah, as well, also as well, I was a little bit surprised that Canyon Shine didn't have a rider in that chasing group either. They've got Soroya Paladin, um, Chloe, Paulina. So yeah, they've, they've missed out a little bit there as well. I'm not quite sure how far down their best rider was, but um, yeah, maybe they can just turn the race around a bit and just go for stages turn a disappointing first half of the race into a pretty great one in the final few days i guess that's like all the better for us because we at home get to watch more exciting racing with less teams in the fight for the general classification yeah it, it actually turns out the news came out this morning that Chloe, when she crashed she hit her hip pretty bad they thought that she'd fractured her sacrum until about midnight when they they determined it was just severe bruising and so she could continue racing. But severe bruising and racing a bike is not a combination that you would want. So it's unsurprising, I think, that she didn't finish in that chase group, that she, she finished well. She finished behind Neve Fisher Black because we've seen Neve come across the line, so over three minutes down. Definitely a disappointing stage for Canyon Stram and for Chloe because uh, she 
would have been for the overall. And also, I think she would have really wanted to test herself against a rider like Anamique on a climb like this, because she's not done a ton of climbing in the past, especially against the World Tour riders. Yeah, I mean, I think um, Canyon Shamp put a video up a, f- a couple of days ago, and Beth was asking, the media manager was asking, how many Giro's each of the riders have done. So you've got Tiffany there, who's done, this is her 13th, Soroya Paladin, it's her 10th, and then Chloe, it's her first. Um, so she's never done a race this long, this many stages back to back. So it's a shame that she's started it like this, because I, I think it would have been really good for her to to show that she can do it and to prove to herself that she can do those back-to-back really hard days. Luckily for her, tomorrow is a, it will be quite a relatively easy day. She can just hang in the peloton and maybe recover, but we, yeah, we don't know how bad it is. I mean, it must be pretty bad and uncomfortable for them to actually go to the hospital and get x-rays. So yeah, they, but I don't know. She's the kind of person and rider that will just go home. No. <laughs> so um yeah, see how it goes but yeah they'll be monitoring her quite a lot throughout the day and just just seeing how she goes back end of of the week I mean they have got that rest day but that's a few days away still so um yeah just have to look after herself maybe one of the other just major major takeaways from the day is that FDJ Suez has a lot of riders still within the conversation. They had three riders in that group with Avita Music, Cavalli, and Cecily Utrecht-Ludwig, who finished second on the day. So they've not had a ton of luck this year so far, but good to see them with, with three riders up there, still hopefully in the hunt for some kind of move in the GC. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a strong team to have three riders in the top 10 on the first stage yeah they've they've come here with a strong team so i'm excited to see what they can do veronica Ewers was in that chasing group and was one of the riders that was working hard to try to bring bring van vluten back so let's hear from veronica Ewers. just uh in the transfer to the stage three after stage two um felt like stage one today after uh, a not so successful prologue yesterday um yeah it was a somewhat chaotic day just very flat fast stage going into uh the main and only climb of the day um so a bit of tension in the peloton but ultimately uh I think people were just ready to get going on the road racing. Um, Anna Meek did her thing and dropped the bomb toward the beginning of the climb with about uh, seven, maybe six and a half K to go to the top and managed to stay away. Um, Personally felt okay uh, with the climb and then, you know, had to give it a shot at the end um, with about 600 meters to go. Sort of an all or nothing attempt, maybe a bit futile um, or futile, uh, but it was uh, good in the end. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, helping our sprinter of the team tomorrow uh, with a sprint stage. All right, well, Hannah, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about stage three. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks again.
Let's finish out the episode by hearing from Nina Kessler of the Jayco Alula team. Well, I'm uh, back in the hotel. Just uh, finished my massage and uh, physio treatment. Um, it was a good day for us. Like uh, It was hot, of course, but we rode really well. Uh, Anne Santesteban was fifth today, so we were pretty happy. Um, yeah, just like... In the Giro, it's always like so chaotic and the traveling and like packing your bags every day. But since I've been in Cyprus for so long and I I did the Giro, I think 10 years ago. And the hardest part was like the traveling and like getting food and like massage was sometimes not even possible because it was too late. And like here, everything is arranged. Like if we walk into a room or suitcase like is ready in a room our own pillow is on our beds and uh, we have a chef also with us that makes like really good dinners for us and it's it's so good we don't have to think about anything at all and yeah that's pretty amazing and also when you travel in the bus to the stages or after the stages it's so nice and comfortable but actually we got like a new bus here in the Giro and like in the team everybody had kind of their like own spot in the bus and yeah that's where you always sit and I was normally always sitting in the back because I'm a little bit messy so I just like to have my little corner where I can throw all my stuff everywhere <laughs> and just like when I'm ready I just like just push everything in my back but here there was not really a spot in the back. So I talked with the bus driver and he fixed this amazing spot for me in the back. So I was really happy this morning that I got my own little spot in the back of the bus. Like in the little Nina corner. <laughs> so it started already good this day. And um, yeah, and we always like in the bus, we always like play music before the race. And yeah, it... it uh, it's so nice to have a bus and also have like a shower straight after the race and then the food is prepared for us so we just yeah scoop some food and then i lay back in the back of the bus and then we travel to the hotel come into the hotel like i said my back is ready pillow is on the bed i got my massage my treatment and now i actually need to rush because dinner is ready in four minutes um my laundry just got back in the room. Yeah, okay, I need to hang my laundry myself, but for the rest, like it's so nice. Like sometimes I say also <laughs> to my boyfriend, you know, when I go on training camp, it's so relaxed because I don't have to do anything. Like laundry is getting done, like food is prepared. I don't have to go for groceries. I don't have to make dinner. It's so relaxed. You just have to ride your bike, eat and sleep. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> No, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty a luxury and I'm pretty happy to like see all this and all the improvement in women's cycling. It's, uh, yeah, pretty cool. And you can also see like if everything is arranged around it because 10 days of racing or nine days, it's like pretty hot. And if you don't have to think about anything, that will make definitely a big difference in how you race. And uh, well, yeah, till now it goes pretty well. Actually, yeah, we still say that Letty yesterday won the TT, even if it was canceled. She was leading. And then today, Anne was fifth. So, fifth in GC. And uh, yeah, we're just uh, looking forward to the next stages and uh, enjoying 
everything we're doing, even if you have to suffer because you just did a lead out to the climb, but you still had to get over that climb <laughs> myself. Now it was fun and uh, looking forward to the next races. Well, see ya! <laughs>